perfect picture of community, a generous community consumed by the Spirit of God. Consumed by love that they were so freed that, that everything they had was, was held in common. That, that all were, were cared for. They were consumed by the love of God and consumed by their love for one another. What holds us back from that same experience? And the Spirit of God is still the same. What holds us back from being consumed by His love? By following the pathway of Jesus and giving all that we are unto God and being consumed by love for one another and by love for Him. That's what I want us to confess. What holds you back? This week, I encouraged you and hope you did read with Jesus a card talking about how you're going to free, let the Spirit of God free you to give of yourself, to live in more and even more generosity with either your time or your money. And in a little bit, we're going to come and bring those cards and what they represent and lay them at the feet of Jesus. But I wondered this week, one, if you didn't do it, why you didn't? <coughs> why didn't you read it with Jesus? Were you too busy? Distracted? That sounds like something to confess right there. If you did, did, did you get in touch with anything that held you back? The, the place... Where your chest muscles sort of constricted a little more. Because you didn't want to give that up. Go ahead. Let's, whatever it is, let's give that up to Jesus now. In pure, honest confession. So that we might receive His pure, complete forgiveness. Let's confess our sins before Almighty God. Gracious God, hear the cries of our heart. For we want that, that freedom, that hilarious generosity, that jubilee of the church at its birth. We want that to be the same today. And we bring to you those things that hold us back, that constrain us, that consume us that keep us from being consumed by You. We give them to You. We lay them at Your feet. And we know Your Spirit will continue to work, to change us, as Jesus has already completed His work to forgive us and cleanse us. It's in His name we pray. Amen.
Brothers and sisters in Christ, hear the good news. No matter what it is. No matter what constrains you. No matter what holds you back. No matter what keeps you from reading even this little card with Jesus. And no matter what you felt when you were reading it with Him. In Him. And in Him alone. You are forgiven totally and completely without blemish. Because of His generosity. His consumption of the love of the Father. And His willingness to be consumed, literally, on a cross for you and for me. Receive it, believe it, make it your own. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Now, stand up. Share the peace of Christ with one another. Passage this morning is part of what we've already read. Acts chapter 2 and then Acts chapter 4. Found on page 885, your pew Bible. And then a few pages over on page 888. Here we read the results of what happens when a generous community is consumed with the love of a generous God. Which is our pursuit as a community who follow that generous God. Let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you for your written word that speaks to us truth and life, that shouts to us at times and whispers at others through the transforming presence of your Spirit. Let us hear, let us apply, let us be changed by your written word. That which will lead us to truth and to life and to freedom, to generosity, to to jubilee. It's in Jesus we pray. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 43. Actually, it's page 886. These are just a few passages before what we just read together. Hear the word of the Lord. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. And turn page, Acts chapter 4. Starting with verse 32. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one claimed private ownership of any possessions. But everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. 
They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the very beginning of what we call the church. The birthplace of the church right here. The birthing room where the generous community was formed that God used to change the world. 120 people. That's all that were there at this first gathering. And the Spirit came upon them. They were so consumed by God's love that they enacted such generosity that eventually it exploded and turned the world upside down, of which each one of us here are beneficiaries. Now, as such powerful spiritual action going on in in real life with real money with real property as we just read there was quite an amalgamation of emotion i mean we're told in chapter 2 that it was awe that came upon them that words fear that words phobia there was there was fear it was awe it was wonder it was what in the world is going on here and at the same time that there were Shaking, there was also great joy and excitement. Reminds me of first day going off to college. As I packed the Oldsmobile full, and mom reached in, kneeled or uh, bent over, put her face in the window, gave me a kiss on the cheek, and said, Have fun. And I took off on a 10 hour journey to my first day at college and I was excited as can be you know freedom radio up my all whatever I wanted to do just singing the whole way until I got the other side of Talladega and I said wait a minute what am I doing and the excitement and the music all turned to tears and maybe I should turn around that's what as a taste of what's going on. This fear and joy, this uncertainty, this being out of control. Because God is in control. Kind of feel what was going on in this generous community that God used to change the world. It wasn't short-lived. It was sustained and has been sustained for 2,000 years. And we are testimony of it here today. And it wasn't just a, a nice thought. It wasn't just sort of spiritual truths that were passed on and felt in nice inspiration and tingling feeling inside and we get to sing our favorite song together. No. It, it happened in, in real ways with money, with time, with people. It was real sacrifice. By this generous community that exploded to change the world. I mean, they sold stuff in order to care for each other. We're told in chapter 4 that Barnabas sold a field and just came and plopped it right at the disciples' feet. Here, 
No strings attached. You don't have to put this in any particular account. It doesn't have to go to this particular way or this one. Here, I trust you with the resources that God has given me as the leaders of this church. Go with it. That's a generous community that God uses to change the world. It's happened here just a couple weeks ago. Someone was telling me a story of a group of folks that mortgaged their home, put a second mortgage on their home in order to help pay for the Barnabas Center. It happens with time. They went house to house, breaking bread with each other in fellowship. It happens with their lives. As we know, Barnabas eventually came alongside the Apostle Paul and partnered with him in taking the gospel beyond Jerusalem into the outer parts of the earth and then eventually went their own ways to carry the gospel all the way around the known world. It's perfect that we look today at this Palm Sunday as this last Sunday that we look at consumed, that we look at this day with fear and joy, that we look at how, what it means to be a generous community, because that's exactly where Jesus was as He entered into Jerusalem. There was joy, there was celebration of people honoring Him, but there was a sincere fear For he knew what the week held for him. He knew where God was leading him. It's exactly where the church was here too. This hilarious, hilariously generous community that God's going to use to turn the world upside down is experiencing jubilee in fear and in joy. And that, friends, is our pursuit here. We didn't go on this nice journey just because it was here and something to do. We went on this Lenten journey to be changed, to become a community of generosity, to take the steps necessary that we would be consumed by God and nothing else. To follow in the footsteps of Jesus on the way to the cross. This week I had, uh, we last couple of weeks we've gone through staff evaluations. And I had mine. And it was a great experience of, of encouragement and, and challenge and learning. And one of the things that they said was, you know, you're, sometimes you're just too subtle. Can, can you be more direct? Well, after these next few words, you might wish they'd said something else. <laughs> because this is what we're interested in becoming, is a generous community that follows Jesus. But friends, we're not there. We have not achieved it. We are on a journey to becoming that, but we are not there. And that's what I'm interested in us pursuing and nothing more. I'm not interested in us reclaiming the glory days of years gone by. It doesn't interest me in the least. 
I'm not interested in us pursuing a service that we used to have five years ago in Fellowship Hall. That doesn't interest me in the least. I'm not interested in singing your favorite song, and I'm not interested in inspiring you so that you get all tingly inside. That doesn't interest me at all. What interests me is that we are willing to be consumed by God, to be that generous community that will turn the world upside down again today. You might say, that's impossible. And to that I say, amen. Then we're exactly where we need to be. Because last I checked, resurrection wasn't a very common occurrence. And that's what the gospel is about. Leading us into the impossible of becoming a hilariously generous community. Not only with our time, not only with our money, as we will bring before God in a little bit, but also with our very hearts, with our very attitudes. That they be attitudes of generosity. Now we have before us some real options. Clear options for us to pursue, to be this generous community that changes the world. And one of them that God has laid before us is a ministry with the Kurds. There are people clear on the other side of the globe, but a people that this particular church has been connected with for over 20 years. And officially, in the last 10 years, adopted this group as our unreached people group because they are a people of of a language, of a culture, of a heritage that has no nation, but a people of 40 million strong that does not have the Bible translated into its own language. I counted in my office, I've got ten different translations in English, from the Amplified to the, to the um, Revised Standard, to the New International Version, to the New Revised Standard, and all in between. And these 40 million people don't have the Word of God written in a language that is their heart language. They don't have a self-sustaining church. Forty million people. And we can walk within any five square blocks and probably touch 20 different self-sustaining churches in this neighborhood. One of the denominational missionaries has come out of this church to serve and to pursue, to to carry out that hilarious generosity where God takes the gospel all the way around the world. And and Chappie oversees and directs a network of workers, of missionaries, different denominations that God is using to reach the Kurds. And you're hot off the press today. Read an article by Mary Bell. That, that shares with you just how, for just a time as this, people are coming together, mission workers, to reach this largest unreached people group. And we are a part of it. You and I. In our hilarious generosity. And this week is a week where we get to pray for them. They've asked that we set aside this week and on your way out today, you will receive 
bookmarks with prayer requests for each day for the Kurdish people and those that God has used to reach them. Now, what, what I want to share with you now is just a video, short video that, that these workers have put together to better inform us of this opportunity of hilarious generosity to turn the world upside down. For nearly 3,000 years, the Kurds have lived along the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, the cradle of civilization, and in the immediate vicinity of history's most important events. A century ago, world powers left the Kurds off their newly drawn maps. These lines helped create the modern borders of Iran, Iraq, Syria, and Turkey, but not Kurdistan. Considered by many to be the most oppressed people in history, there are 40 million Kurds, the largest people group in the world without a country. A Kurdish proverb says, the Kurds have no friends but the mountains. Yet the creator of the mountains has established a way for the Kurds to step beyond friendship and become full heirs of his kingdom. That we might touch the... Kurdistan nation for the glory of Jesus. Though mapmakers of old overlooked the Kurdish people, God never did. Our Lord promised that His glory would one day be among all peoples, including the Kurds. During the week of March 16th, churches and individuals around the world will join together in prayer for the Kurdish people. A Kurdish proverb says, The Kurds have no friends but the mountains. Yet, during this special week of prayer, friends of the Kurds will pray. God said, Call on me, and I will show you great and mighty things. Join thousands around the world during this week to seek God's face for the Kurds. Become a friend of the Kurds by praying for them to hear the good news. Be one of the faithful to pray for the Kurds that many will someday stand before God's throne as every nation, tongue, and tribe are there. Set aside time each day of the week to pray for the Kurds. The generous prayers and the generous people that God is calling together to pursue, to pursue this most eternal task. There will be a day that we will be kneeling before the feet of Jesus. And people of every nation, tribe, and tongue will be there. And we will have participated in the work of the, the mission work of, of this particular church in being sure that Kurdish is spoken at the feet of Jesus in that day. That's an eternal purpose worth giving ourselves to in prayer and generosity. Not only do we want jubilee to be experienced in the Kurdish population, we want jubilee not only just across the sea, but across the street. And one of the ministries in which we participate, across the street, literally, just a few blocks up and on the left, is the Rock Cafe, which is on Hamilton Avenue. A way in which the wisdom of this congregation and the leadership has said we need something that, that branches into the community even more than this particular building. Because this building can be a turnoff to a lot of people. What about a building that looks not like a church? 
but looks like a cafe and runs like a cafe, but a way in which others might enter that wouldn't enter this building. What kind of ministry can we have there? And, and largely, in the last five or six years, it's not one that we've really grabbed hold of. It's not one that we've really fulfilled much more than getting it started. And today, the rock is saying, can, can you give us $12,000 a year and 15 people to, to help reach out to the high school dropouts that we're reaching now, to the, to the folks that are dealing drugs on the corner of Hamilton and Marlowe? It happens there pretty regularly. Actually, it even happens in our parking lot. Now, well, it's time for us not to curse the darkness, but bring light into it. How do we do that? Through, here's one avenue right here. That hilariously generous communities can change the world, can bring jubilee just across the street. With Christ Community in College Hill, a youth worker has recently been hired that is also reaching out. More resources and help is needed there. They're having... Wednesday night and Thursday night services at The Rock, as well as after-school things for the dropouts and even ministry with folks that are parolees coming out of prison. It's time for us to pursue jubilee across the sea and across the street for God to turn us loose as that hilariously generous community to change the world. And, and not only across the sea and across the street, but across the pew. It, it is before us now to continue to expand and further the Christian formation ministry of this particular church. To continue to expand the children and family ministry. And, and there are proposals that are before us to expand and add that, but that takes resources. It is before the session now to greatly expand the adult Christian formation ministry. To really develop a jubilee academy. From evangelism to the deepest spiritual formation in Christ. That's before us. And it's what I believe we need an associate pastor in that position to resource and empower that ministry to its depth and height. But it's only out of a hilariously generous community that those kind of things will happen. That God will change us, transform us, and send us out to continue to change the world because it's exactly the way He's always done it. It's perfect that this happens on Palm Sunday for Jesus is our model. What we learn from Jesus on Palm Sunday is that real growth, real freedom, real God-sized jubilee comes through sacrifice, comes through death, comes through trust, comes through faith, so that God can break us loose from whatever consumes us, so that we can be consumed by Him. Jesus is our model. Palm Sunday is not just what He did for us, but it's what He invites us to go with Him. So that we can experience that same fear and awe, that same death and life, that same trust and faith. Before there can be resurre- resurrection, 
There has to be death. Before there can be transformation by God, there must be surrender to God. In order to have generosity, there must be sacrifice. And before there can be jubilee, we must be consumed with God. 1 John 3, 16-18 says it well and makes it clear. Takes it out of the nice memory of things that have gone by, of the nice spiritual ideas, down to the nitty gritty. We know love by this, that He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us not love, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action. I'm going to ask the ushers to hand out a second money and time card. Because you all have one in the hot off the press in your bulletin if you have one. And what I'd like for you to do, we've been talking about this for a couple weeks, but during the offering, what we're going to do is bring these cards and our offering and add them to the palms. These are our modern day palms. We don't have to order them from some uh, tropical area. These are local these palms, and these represent our next step in being consumed by God as a community. None of us come up here as an individual. We come as a people together. And we, we lay these at the feet of Jesus as we claim Him as our Lord, our King also, that He's Lord and King of everything, of our time and of our money, of our very heart, our very soul. I encourage you to fill these out. Now, if you put your name and email on there, the only thing that will do is just in a few weeks you'll get an email saying, hey, remember you filled the card out, go look it up and uh, be sure you're uh, still tracking with it. That's it. We're not going to keep track of it or in anything more than that except just to put name and email and to send an email in a couple weeks to remind you if you want that if you don't don't fill that out the other thing I love about this is it's not tied to anything it's not that we're going to build something it's not tied into the budget it's just tied simply to God calling us seeing the needs of the world that are around us and that we can give give of ourselves take another step in being consumed by him now if you haven't been here in the last couple of weeks, it's the first time you've seen that, seen this, then it may be a little much for you to fill it out openly and honestly before God. You may need to take it with you and have a little worship service yourself or put it in the, the offering next week. But if you've been tracking the last couple of weeks and you prayed through this week or if you're just ready and you know what God's telling you, this is, what, this is the next step you need to take. Then complete it. Complete two. Keep one for yourself. Put it in your pocket. And the other, bring forward as a palm before our king.
As you come forward, put your offering in the baskets. Put your palms with the other palms. May God so free us that we become an hilariously generous community that He uses to change the world. Amen.